ladies and gentlemen i am a free man i i, I was not in prison um but my exams got cancelled so i'm a free man i'll never have to do school mathematics again in my life which is just like the sheer jubilation that that gives me is pretty hard to put into words um but yeah i just had to begin with that i am i am finally a free man feels great um and this week welcome back to another episode of whatever this is not a lot has happened in russian football since we last talked but there are still topics that you can come up with and there's obviously going to be a lot is happening in in overall european football so we'll get to that but as always i'm joined by artem artem what's up how's it going what's going on man i'm all good congratulations again on finishing school absolutely massive this year has been a bit of a wild one for you so far already you know getting your your russian football break finishing school you know never having to go back to that shit again um i just congratulations that there's not much else i can say and thank you for everyone who hashtagged free hanu on twitter yeah um respect exactly yeah thanks a lot yeah i mean it, it feels good I'm, i'm grateful to god to the government even though they're still idiots um so yeah man i'm i'm just i'm just grateful the covid situation in india is getting better as well that's what they're saying at least um which is it's also nice um yeah thank you to everyone that said free hanu and i had something to say and i've completely forgotten it now um speech speech that's that's what you were going for right no i don't know i'll maybe remember it but um the euros it's going to be 30 minutes into the podcast exactly. we're going to talk about it something completely different they just go back and be like <laughs> yeah might even be after the episode oh yeah no no actually i will say it after the episode i guess um but there's only okay, there's okay. only 9 days left until the euros autumn 9 days yeah. that's mental. that's mental that's mental um the warm up friendlies are in full swing there's a couple going on right now there'll be a couple going on later um in the time of recording and russia played one of their two friendlies yesterday it was against poland poland put out their second string squad there was no lewandowski there was no glick there was no um bednarek there was no linetti it was only uh, excuse me hanu are you telling me that kedziora and helic aren't their best players no no they aren't krakowiak was captain on the night so number 10 to number 10 to exactly man. this is like the peak of his football career he's never been given this much importance um but yeah did you watch the game first of all not going to lie i didn't watch the game but you know what i did see the the russia goal i didn't see the the poland goal so you know what you might analyze the game for us just let us know how it went and then um adjust your general thoughts and then i i might comment on just a few moments that i've seen yeah for sure I, i watched the full game mainly because it was on tv and there was nothing else to do um except sleeping i probably should I love have how you slept. have to justify it with that not that oh yeah i'm a fan of russian football and and all this stuff yeah. like, oh yeah i had nothing else to do and it was on tv that's true. that's your justification exactly. for watching russia yeah. there's there's no other reason Th- there isn't because if you look at the squad that he put out because you have at left wing back um kudryashov starting uh and then he was he wasn't playing long balls which sort of nullified zuba entirely and it was like a golovin and miranchuk as the attacking midfielders which i actually like 
But I really don't want Chichasov to do tactical innovations nine days before the Euros. Um, Poland scored like four minutes in. It was a pretty shocking goal from a Russia perspective. The guy just um, chipped a ball into the box and the defense was just stood there. Because they thought they'd done the offside trap. They had it. Um, Kudryashov got exposed. And one of the Sui, the guys that name start with the Sui, a Sviarchok, he just had like a really easy finish. And then Russia were pretty tepid, pretty lukewarm for the entire game. But Golovin came up with a moment of magic, as they say. Great um, ball to Karavaev, who, you know, finished from close range of the tight angle. And then the game just sort of died out. No one was really trying. Um, but yeah, it doesn't fill me with a lot of confidence that Russia can't even beat a second-string Poland team. And um, all the newspapers have, like, these weird experts who are saying that because Belgium don't have De Bruyne, it's going to be an even game, which I don't know how deluded you have to be to say that. Um, but yeah, Adam, what do you think? Like, does this does this poor result affect your predictions for Russia or do you think it's all good? Stanny's at the wheel. No, not at all. It doesn't affect my, my predictions, really. Um, look, at the end of the day, it's a friendly um, I think it's more about getting the players to play with each other again. Like, look, it would be nice to win or whatever, but like, let's be honest, you'd rather take the losses in, in friendly matches than in official games. You'd rather the players didn't go out there and kill themselves um, in the in the lead up to the big games. Um, so, like, although it may have been a disappointed performance, I, it's not really that deep, you know. Yeah. Um, that that's the way I'm looking at it anyway. Yeah. And um the the, the ball from Golovin for the goal though was phenomenal. Like, magic is the yeah. only way to describe it, was, it because that was absolutely unbelievable. It was great, yeah, and that's what you need, man. That's the type of technicality you need to you know, create those moments of magic to be the X factor. Um and that's why I don't understand why people like Kuziaev play. Because I don't think it's a surprise that Karabayev, who spent a lot of his career abroad, got the goal. That Golovin played so well, Miranchuk as well. And and that's why I feel like, you know, it's important for Russian players to go abroad. We, we talked about it a lot. Um, yeah, but you say that, but like the, the reason that all those players have been going abroad is because they're the better players from Russia. Like, especially Miranchuk and uh, Golovin. Like that's that that's without a doubt. Karavayev went over when he was young, so yeah, I guess and he he's kind well. of a, an exception. But I mean, he was he was still fairly highly rated. To be fair, like he he wouldn't have been picked up by Vitesse if he wasn't. Obviously, he had a few good seasons in uh, in the Czech Republic beforehand. But like he he wasn't a bum. Like he wasn't no, just yeah, for sure. a, a random dude. Like he he was a young player who had who had potential. Yeah, um, for sure. So, so yeah, Safonov got his debut, which I thought was surprising because, first of all, when he was coming on, I thought I thought he hadn't even been picked for the team, um, and I don't know how he got picked over Maximenko, but whatever. So he came on in like the sixty-second minute, got his debut. I thought he'd already played a couple of games before, but apparently not. Uh, yeah, but apart from that, there's there's, <laughs> there's not much else. Not much else. Yeah. Gone. Yeah, I, I, I mean, fair play to Safano for getting his, his debut. It's obviously a great occasion. Um, not sure that he'll he'll be the main main goalkeeper in the tournament, but it's always nice to get someone out like that. 
we talked about this, I think, before when, uh, on our episode when we discussed the, the the squad that was announced. Yeah. And I think we both said that it could have been really either Maximenko or Safonov. It was likely not going to be both. Um, I do think Shunyan is probably the man to start, to be honest. I think he's a great goalkeeper. Um, Safonov is, is not a bad choice either, neither is Dupin. Yeah, that's right. By the way, I, I put forward a very bold prediction to Artem the other day. Um, and what I said was that this is going to be Fedor Smolov's tournament. Now the Yeah, Hanu says this when the, when the man is not even in the exactly, squad, right? right? And the only, chances he, the only chance he has at this point of getting in the squad is a Russian striker getting injured in the next probably three days. Yeah, that, that's true. But, but I just feel like, right? And this has nothing, I have no information. This is me purely going on emotions and romanticism and so on. Because Smolov was the star man at up until the 2018 World Cup. And then Zuba just sort of stole his career from him. For the three last three years, Zuba has been Russia's star man. And Smolov, I'm pretty sure he was depressed for at least two years. Then he went to Celto Vigo, sort of started playing football again. And now, under Nikolic, he has really reinvented himself and become a, a proper good striker, right? So, I just feel like the world is going to align to give him his moment, right? And there's no sense to it. It's probably, um, there's lots of memes on Twitter about the astrology girls. I'm being pretty close to one right now. Um, but yeah, I have no foundations for my belief. I just feel like it's going to happen. Well, this podcast isn't about foundations and statistics. Yes. This podcast is about vibes. vibes. Yes. And, um, but it is still very surprising that you made that prediction to me because the way I'd look at it, you'd almost be better betting on Zabalotny. Like, no. Everyone's memeing on him right now and everyone's being like, oh, what the fuck? Why would he, like, why would CSK sign him on a three year deal paying 1.2 million a year? Um, and, it's almost it feels like for me that the the, the Euros might even be his chance to kind of prove himself, if that makes sense. Like that's the kind of way I'd look at that. That's the kind of you know dreamy scenario, yeah, uh, vibe that I would get. Um, but saying that, like, it's it's unlikely as well. I think that realistically, it's going to be Zuber so believe leading the line, and um, you know, I can't imagine one of the strikers getting injured in the next three days. I kind of. Like, it would be it would be nice to have Smolov in the in the squad, but like at this point, I just can't see it happening. Yeah, that's right. I I I hope he gets his chance though in the Europa League or something. Uh, yeah. Because we. Yeah. Go on. Yeah, no, it would be good for him to get a chance in the Europa League. I think that next year, um, you know, under Nikolic, he'll have a good chance to prove himself again as one of the better strikers in the league. Obviously, last week we were looking at uh, unpopular opinions. One of them was that he's not good enough to lead anyone but Ural. Yeah, shocking um, opinion still. Yeah, it is a shocking opinion, but I think that maybe next season will be the one to prove him, for him to prove himself at. Like, at the end of the day, Smolov isn't old. Like, he's, what, 31? Yeah. So, you're forgetting that the World Cup is next year. That could well be his tournament. Ooh. Oh, it is next year, yeah. I don't know, I, think, exactly. I just thought it was like two years from now. <laughs> no, but see, listen, because like Benzema's 33, he's still balling. Giroud is yeah. like 45, he's still balling. Zuba's older than Smolov. So, like, he, he's got yeah. years in him. 
He's got years in him. No, but this this is what I'm saying though, because like, it could be, you know, four years on from the Russia World Cup, that that that's when Small have proved himself, and like that wouldn't be out of the realm of possibility. Yeah, for me, it wouldn't. Yeah, but I think your prediction for the Euros is a little bit. Mm, it might, it might be. Yeah, it might be. No, because. Because to be fair, in that World Cup video, we did talk about how Akin Fave had a shock in 2014, and then he redeemed himself four years later. So exactly, I, I'm excited now. I'm excited for for that. Uh, Happy days. Well, I'm glad I got you excited. Yeah. Well, before we go on to the topic of Russia's actual final squad for the Euros, I do want to actually mention Benzema. You mentioned him there. Yeah. Right. Have you seen all the videos of him in training for for France? I have. I've seen a few. Yeah. The players seem to be absolutely in awe of him. Yeah. Like, there's a video of him getting balls at the edge of the box, and Mbappe's just watching on as Benzema shoots it into the first the bottom right corner, and then into the top right, or sorry, the bottom left and then top right corner. And like, there's another one of like they're playing the rondo. Yeah. And the ball comes to him, and he just kind of stops. The ball runs past. The player who's in the middle obviously is like, what the fuck? What happened? What just happened? Everyone crowds around Benzema. There's players coming over to give him handshakes. Like, they seem to love him. And that's Why cool. wouldn't you, man? He's always got a smile on his face. He's just a lethal striker. Nobody hates Karim Benzema except Matthew Valbuena. Um, <laughs> and I just hope, I think he's going to have a big tournament. And he deserves it. Like, he's, he's played in one World Cup. I don't yeah. think he was at the Euros in 2016. Might be wrong. Uh, but I don't think he was. And yeah, I I think I think France are favourites to win the Euros. What do you think? And I think by the way, before you talk about that, I think France will win it and Turkey will do really, really well. I feel like Turkey will reach the semi final or something. Well, okay. Two thousand and eight vibes. Yeah, two thousand and eight vibes. Hope Russia make it too. Well that that means Russia make it as well. Yeah, imagine. We just were France in no the France weren't in two thousand eight, were they? Um, no, no, yeah, no. They got battered by the Netherlands, and then Russia battered the Netherlands. Yeah, I'll never forget that game. Yeah. But yeah, I I think my favorite's probably the same. France, um, their squad depth is just unbelievable. Like, it's it's so unique to see a team that has every position down like perfectly. That a point where players like uh, Amerik Laporte has to move to Spain. Yeah. Because he's just not getting a game. Like it's insane how good that squad is. Yeah. And I think Benzema, the addition of him, what he's added to the culture of the team already, um he's just it's it's just unbeatable, I think, in my opinion. Yeah. So like I actually think that France will probably win it and Benzema will be top scorer and it'll it's that like that's just my Oh see now you're just getting me so excited about everything. Because <laughs> Benzema is the ultimate vibes footballer. Like, yeah. he is... He has got... He's like, his, his vibe counter is at 100. His football counter is at 100. And Mario Balotelli has, like, 100 vibes. Kokoran has 100 vibes. But their careers never got above 50 or 60, maybe. But Benzema is, like, yeah. maxed out. So, you have to respect it. That's the thing. He's been... He's, he's unbelievable. And, like... um. You know, like, I've rated Benzema for a long time. Like, I've rated him back since his days at Lyon. And just, it's it's great to see that even now, um, you know, this many years on, he's still absolutely ripping it up for Real. 
and hopefully going to be ripping it up again for France. Yeah. Um, yeah so, speaking of, uh, yeah. this is completely off topic, but I just want to talk about a few transfers and then we'll get to the squad. Speaking of strikers that rip it up, Evgeny Markov left um, Krasnodar and he's, he's, he's going to be on his way to Sochi. He's got five professional goals in two years. And the rebuild, eh? Honey? Yeah. See, I was so excited about the rebuild and this is what they're going to do with it. So, I mean, <laughs> I'd rather they buy Ari. I can't believe you didn't see this coming. I thought they were going to change, man. Because the last two or three <laughs> signings they've made were good. I would honestly prefer Ari um, and a couple of, like, you know, I would prefer Adair to Evgeny Markov. I think Adair has more goals than Evgeny Markov in two years. Um, I prefer Adair to Evgeny Markov, but at the same time, you've got to be looking at still the limit does exist. So, so you have five foreigners. Markov is... Yeah, well, still, though. You never know what they're going to be bringing in after. You know, like, Benzema might, might do well at the Euros and Sochi might bring him in. That could um, happen, yeah. But, yeah, like, they brought they brought in, you know, World Cup winner Rami a few years ago. They did. Um, I, like, it, it makes sense, the transfer, I guess, because they're kind of replacing Zabalotny with Markov and kind of hoping that, you know, the, the form... Uh, that they were able to bring out of Zabalot and they'll be able to, to bring out of Markov as well but at the end of the day I don't think that's very likely uh, I think that they'll still need to buy another striker or two at least yeah. um, you know someone with different style as well um, but it's it's a, it's a disappointing start to the transfer window for them in my opinion they haven't actually signed him yet but it's going to happen apparently so let's hope the transfer falls apart um, yeah, and then we'll, we'll, go on. Well, no, go on. What were you gonna say? No, I'm just gonna say Zabalotny and Mukhin moved, and then Ruben signed two players, and that's about it. Yeah, well, we might, you know, we might as well just stay on the topic of transfers for the moment. All right, we'll go on to this one. Um, obviously, this is your boy now. Yeah, um, you know, you, you, you and him are employed by the same person, Hannah. How does that feel? That's honestly mad. And he and, and he <laughs> liked my tweets like often, so. Well, there you go. So you have more of a connection to Alex Kral than, uh, than you know any West Ham fan. Yeah. But West Ham apparently are among five clubs in the Premier League who have spoken to, to Alex Kral. It seems like West Ham is probably the likeliest option at the moment um, for a few reasons. First of all, they've been looking at him for a while now. Mm-hmm. Um, second of all, um, his countryman Suchik is already in their midfield and look he was so good um, it, during, during this season like he was in the talks to be one of the Premier League players of the season and top scorer um, like he scored so many goals from defensive midfield exactly. it's, it's mad that guy exactly so th- I wouldn't be surprised if you know David Moyes or someone in at West Ham had spoken to him and been like look Clearly, you are up to the standard. Yeah. Do you know anyone else who's up to the standard of the Premier League? And unsurprisingly, of course, he would say Kral. If that if that conversation ever did happen, or maybe they consulted and were like, "Oh, we're looking at this guy. What you reckon?" Yeah. And I can't imagine him saying no. And at the end of the day, like these these two are the two midfielders that you know, um, 
that that beat England just a, a couple of years ago for Czech Republic. So, um, wouldn't be a massive surprise to see him go. Hanu, what what do you think as as an employee of Spain? Yeah, that's why I have to tread lightly with this. Um, I'm not. No, I'm not talking about how likely it is to happen or whatever. I'm not asking you for any insights. What do you think of this transfer? Do you think that first of all? I, w- I won't say what likelihood it's going to happen. If it happens, will Kral do well? And where do you think that Spartak should invest the, let's say, 20 million that they get for him? That's fair. Yeah, I, I don't have any inside information anyway, so I, I couldn't help um, even if I wanted to. But I think he's going to do well, man. They've got Kufal as well, and they've got Suchek, and like Kral is super in touch with his uh, Slavia friends still. That like they, have to, they seem to have a very tight-knit group over there. So I think he went to the Czech Republic now and he's, you know, sh- like training with them, playing with them, having fun with them. Um, so, yeah, I think it's a transfer that makes sense, especially with uh, West Ham's policy. It's also been pretty fun and humorous to see a proper deluge of West Ham fans in um, RFN mentions, in Spartak mentions. So... I think, yeah, I, I think it'll be a good transfer for all parties if the money is right. 20 million, I think, is a good number. I think that should be invested in... It's a tough question, man. I think it... We don't know what Rui Vittoria is going to... What system he's going to play, what players he's going to like. Because you have to remember, a lot of players came back from loan. And everybody's going to be given a chance in the first um, training camp. But I think a new right-back, maybe. Um, okay. And they have been looking at a couple, haven't they? I think so, yeah. There's, there's rumors going about of that. A new right-back. And I think the main thing Spartak need is depth, honestly. I think the starting eleven is good enough. But okay. but the depth... I think if, if people like uh, Mirzov, Klushenkov, Timofeev... All of them stay. I think that's a good enough team to win the league with a couple of right, additions. Okay. But yeah, well, how would you spend that 20 million? Well, first of all, I'd have to replace Kral. I feel like that's the, the obvious one. Yeah. Um, but with who? I'm not too sure because he does so much work in that midfield. Yeah. Like it would it would be very, very difficult to replace him. And I'm not sure how many players for that budget you'd be able to get in um no saying that you know Spartak have been able to do that before you know they've had players like Fernando and and, and stuff like that that have been very very good in in that role um but I don't know what tactics Rui Vittoria wants to deploy I have no idea like I actually have nothing um like I know nothing about his tactics or the way he wants to play or anything, so it's difficult for me to predict. But if if they were gonna play the same way as they did last season, I feel like replacing Kral, you know, like you mentioned, getting a few of those players back from loan and keep keeping them on. Um, a right back, yeah, I guess. Um, although, like. Victor Moses. Yeah, he's sick. I know he kind of played like a wing. Exactly, back that's the thing. I think he Pretoria might want to play him on the wing. Otherwise, if he wants to play right back, then that's perfect. You don't need anything. Um, yeah. 
but for for Kral, people have been saying Jorrit Hendricks is sort of the natural successor. We haven't seen much. I guess yeah, we haven't seen much of him so far. But I don't know. Omiarov, Jorrit Hendricks. Uh, Till went on loan to the Netherlands again. Hope he, because last season he didn't get any game time at Freiburg. So hope he, you know, gets to play football at least. Um, I'm sure he will. I'm sure you will. Yeah, but but it's interesting, man. And Alex Kral, by the way, has a great YouTube channel. You need to watch his recent vlog. Take some time Does off. He have a yeah, he's got a great YouTube fam. Like the man has better media than three fourths of the RPL. Mm. He the, the 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 cinematography is insane. The videographers are are, are great. The storyline, like it's a Benzema vlog, not as as show offy, but. It was like a typical day in a life vlog, but just executed very well. So you need to go onto his channel and watch that, and give him a sub or respect. whatever. Yeah. So he's he's investing in his media. I respect that. Um, That's good. That is, I I I like how footballers are really taking their own stories into, um, you know, taking it, their own stories into their hands. You know. Yeah. Back in the day, whatever the media said about you, that's what people thought about you. Yeah. Whereas now, like, you know. Although your dads might say, oh, here, like, these players, all they spend is their time on social media and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, like, they, it is their own life and they're trying to c- control their own narrative. Yeah. And I think they're absolutely well in their right to do that. Yeah, um, for sure. But before we move on to anything else, I actually wanted to mention another transfer rumor to you. Go on. Uh, another Spartak man. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, it's Jordan Larson. Yeah. And he has been linked to Wolfsburg. Right. What's your opinion? That would be good for Jordan Larson. Uh, for Wolfsburg, he can play with ex Dynamo man Maximilian Philip. Uh, oh. But the thing I saw was that they put in a 10 million euro bid. And yeah. I'm not Leonid Fadoon. The closest I've ever been to Leonid Fadoon was uh, he accepted my LinkedIn request three years ago. <laughs> so, and, and, and I don't know, he's, he's, he cut me off or he changed accounts. He's not there anymore. But even as the social media guy, I can tell you that is a terrible bid. 10 million euros for Jordan, like give at least double that or just get close to 20. But I don't know if they're trying to lowball and, and you know how you put like a, a player on FM that's worth 20 million. We start off with 5 million and 5 million worth of install, installments. Maybe that's what they're going for, but you're going to have to do better. Uh, what do you think? Yeah, I agree with you. I think 10 million is way too low. Um, I do think Larson should stay for one more season. I feel like he's almost got... Like, he has got potential to be Spartak legendary status if he stayed for a long time in his career, kind of like what his dad did with Celtic. Mm-hmm. But I think that he is ambitious enough to go uh, to a better league in Europe, you know, next season or the season after that. Yeah. Uh, so, like... I think he'll succeed wherever he goes because he's he's a fantastic striker and and he seems like a, jealous that he he plays for Spartak and he seems like a great guy honestly like Kral and and uh, Larson they're both so likable his team is very yeah. likable even with Tedesco it was it was super likable and I hope that stays super likable yeah yeah uh, we have one just one more room but I promise we'll get off these but Dinamo want to sign all of Uruguay. Um, saw that yeah, yeah they were linked to there was Godin and, and Luxalt who gets linked to Russia every year without fail you know every window when he 
when he played at the World Cup, I genuinely like was praying Zen would pay for him because man, his World Cup twenty eighteen, he was arguably the best left back at that tournament. He was unbelievable. Like he was such an engine. I remember watching him for Uruguay. I was like, "Holy shit, this guy's insane!" So, like, he clearly has quality. Yeah. But over the last two, three years, he just hasn't been able to show it. So I don't necessarily think it'd be a bad transfer. But like you said, it's just it's a transfer rumor that happens every single every year. single year. Krasnodar, Dinamo, CSK, Lokomotiv, every club. Like it's just it, it's mad honestly, um, but yeah, you want to get to the final Russia squad. Yeah, we we may as well move on to that. It's weird, you know. Like, obviously, people listening will know that we move on from thing to thing. But it's weird that we left the Euros only to come back onto them. Um, this is like I don't care if this is in in Spanish, right? All that is is the positions in yeah. Spanish. Artem reads. This is a beautiful Artem knows graphic. Spanish anyway. This is a beautiful graphic. So respect to Minuto. This guy has a great YouTube channel, by the way. If you speak Spanish, he does. Yeah, his all of his stuff is great. Give him a follow. You know what? Even if you don't speak Spanish, just watch them. Just go over and watch Minuto Russo. Right. Watch one or two videos about Russian football. You'll understand ninety percent of it because you've read it in the news already. But the 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 quality of the video is always insane. Very well produced. Like I wish. Do you, do you know if, if, if that guy speaks English at all? Because if he does, we need to get him on the podcast. He does, but uh, not too well. Like, he, he types, he can type it, but um, I think we had spoken, okay. yeah, he can't, he can't speak it too well. But she, what a guy. Ah, look, we'll have to just learn Spanish, then yeah. we'll do a, a special episode. Yeah, for sure. You already have tennis club experience with Spanish, so I'm sure. I do. Yeah, you, you I can. do. I have, I have tennis club ex- experience, paddle club experience. Yeah. So... Um, yeah, that that will happen in the future. Yeah, but we'll move on to this team. So right, the, the three goalkeepers we've mentioned them already when we were talking about the Russia squad earlier is Shunyan Safonov and Tupin. Yeah, Lunev got can't cut. Fault him. Fair enough. Yeah, cannot cook. They cannot fault that at all. Yeah, that's what I kind of expected to happen. Yeah. So next onto the uh, defenders. The defense. Karvayev, Zhirkov, Diveev, Fernandez. Jikia, Semyonov, and Kudrashov. I'm not going to lie. Samoshnikov is the one who got caught, caught right? Yeah, he, he has like a 10-day injury. So, Chechasov just chucked him out. Okay. Well, that kind of makes sense yeah. then, I guess. And Evgeniev, by the way, who I think should not have been cut out. Shit, yeah. I forgot that he was in the squad even. He definitely should have stayed in the squad. I don't care if it was for Kudrashov. I don't care if it was for like... Even like I know Simeonov's been okay for Russia, but I wouldn't even mind again. You've gained even head ahead of him. I'm a big fan of him, so it's annoying to see him him get cut out. Fyodor Kudryashov, I just I, he's he's not so Russian football so dead. standard anymore. So dead. He's dead. Yes. But you know what, Hanu? He he still have to respect him because he's playing abroad. It's Turkey. And it's mid table You can't say that, Hannah. You you've been you've been trying to you've been trying to lobby for players to move over to Belgium and 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 like yes. all these other clubs. I'd rather I'd rather that players move to Turkey than Belgium. No, you don't. What are you? You're just lying. I, You're lying. I'm I'm not lying. The Belgian league is not as good as the Turkish league, especially when it gets to like the teams that are signing Russian players in Turkey are ten, tend to be 
uh, clubs that are in Europe. So you know the thing about uh, Turkish football though, is that they don't have a limit, and the exports out of Turkey recently have been pretty sick. So Russia needs to understand something from them. Although we do run the risk of becoming a Turkish style league, which I really don't want because I just feel like that's a real black hole for players, unless you're playing for the top four clubs. Um, but yeah, you need to decide, Hanu. No, I'm not. You, you, you like the whole and the whole Angie project. And that's all that no, was. No, that, that was wasn't. Turkey, Turkey. Turkey is just signing any person with two legs and the ability to kick a ball. Like, I'm not even kidding. There was um, this news piece that came out, right? And it was this club in the second division. I think I even mentioned it on the podcast. They just signed this random Nigerian fella in their winter window. And it turned out yeah. that he was just a guy. <laughs> he never played football before. Guy. No professional experience. So, so that's what the standards are. But yeah, I get you. But although, like, Mark Slen was signed in Russia for no other reason than his name. And yeah, and I don't know even what happened to that guy. But he got he was really fat or something. Like he he was like outrageously fat when he got to the club. Wonder if he's thin now. Didn't um, get any any game time. Like, like that's almost I I'd, I'd argue that's almost stupider than the turkey thing. Well, you don't expect to sign a fat man, do you? No, but like, Hanu, can you tell me any other reason except his name that he got signed? No, I can't. Exactly. Yeah. But at least it was funny. But yeah, but the Turkish thing is funny too. No, the Turkish thing is unintentionally funny. This Let's be honest, Russia and Turkey are the same. The only difference is the limit. That's and it. And the weather. The weather. The weather. Yeah. Listen, Jerkov should guess. not be in the squad. Unless he's there yeah, for just mentoring purposes. Because if Chichesov is going to play at three at the back, it's going to be Jikia and, and if it's Deviv, then that's a good player. But the other two are, are not good. Like, yeah. Romelu Lukaku will score seven. Timu Puki might score four. And uh, who do Denmark have? Christian Eriksen. He's going to have fun as well. Oh, no, he won't. He's going to get killed. Anyway, yeah. actually... Pick me a goalkeeper. Dupin. Okay, Dupin. I'm. Do you know what? We'll we'll try and work together on this one, right? I'm happy to go Dupin. Okay. We have to pick a, a squad, right? Um. What what formation are we playing? Are we gonna go for Stanis? No no no. You you are Stanis. You create your formation. What you'd like to see, and I do mine. No, I think we should work together on it. Well, okay. Well, um, I because I feel I feel like in that case, then if, if we're gonna have arguments over over some things, is that not good? That is good. That's what I'm saying. Oh, okay. Like, okay. Well, then, um, sure. Let's so, go. Right, let's well, go with I'm this. I'm happy to go duping. Right? Yeah. Let's so let's go with five. What, two, what three. formation are we playing? Let's go with this five two three. Let's go five two three. Right. So, who's your right back? Carvalho. Uh, Mario, if he's, if he's fit, back? Mario, sorry. Was my left back okay. is Caravaggio. That's exactly what I was going to go for. Because I was going to say, if you're going Caravaggio right back, you're not, like, how, how you're, you're definitely not putting Mario left no, back. I, I'd pick myself over Zhirkov. <laughs> okay. <Pick> Tom Alex <laughs> Weber go, over right, so Zhirkov. Exactly, yeah. perfect. Um, so we've got that. We've got that down. We've got our two fullbacks and our keeper. Centre backs. See, I, there's no choice. 
there isn't a choice to be had, is there? Yeah. It's just those three to Viv. Like, why, why would you want to play 5-2-3 and only have four centre-backs and seven wingers? You don't have wingers in your thing. But we'll get to that in a well, second. Well, what could happen in the end is, and this has happened before, Caravaggio plays right, Sherkov plays left, and Mario plays as a centre-back. Has that happened before? That's happened before, yeah. Chichesso was not serious. He's not serious. But no, I'd play with Deviev, Shakia and Semenov. Okay. Me too. Good. This is going to be a bit more difficult now. Right? So. Nice. We've got... Like, obviously, we've got to take four players from here. Because although it is a 5-2-3, like, there's only, you know, one of the strikers going up front. And we have to pick two wingers out of this. So, first of all, who got cut out of this? I thought f- Zakarian. Zakarian, yeah, that's the. Because he has throat. That's a he shame. Has a throat problem. Not massively surprising though. Yeah, I'm not too mad at it. Who are you going for? It's mad that Makarov actually made it into the team. By the way, like I'm surprised at that. Uh, but I'm going for. I'm going for Fomin and Zovnin in the middle. Okay. And then. Do you want the three? Uh, four, you mean? Yeah, like, do you want the, the people above them as well? Or do you just want the midfield? Oh, yeah, go okay. for it, yeah. Then I'd, I'd probably choose Golovin, Miranchuk, and then... Yeah. Uh, Eldor, Shomorodov up front. Right, so, okay. Yeah. What would you do? Um, so, for me... I think Foreman's got a good chance. I'd I'd like to see him in there, but if like I'll agree with you on that. If he's not there, then I want to see Baranov in there. Fair enough. So I've been, I'm happy to go for him as the second. And I agree with those other two, Alexei and uh, Alexei Miranchuk and uh, Alexander Golovin. I think that they're the obvious choices there. And um, obviously Cherishev always shows up for his country, so wouldn't be against that either. Mustavoy has a lot of potential. Uh, Shamalatinov has had a good season, so. Yeah, I can't believe that we've made it this far without any uh, any differences in our squads, right? And who are you having up front? Uh, Zuba. Okay, I have Zuba Lodney. Okay, no, but here's the thing, right? All I wanted, to, all I wanted to do. <laughs> I love how you just say okay. It's just okay. Yeah, no, because I know you're memeing. But but the thing is, I love how that's a CSK, by the way. He's up. He's up to date, dude. He's up to date. Don't don't dis- date, don't disrespect Minuto like that. Um. But all you've got to do, Artem, is imagine Cherchesov takes one of his average centre-backs and replaces that with an attacking midfielder. Now what you've got is Diviv and Zikia at the back, which is great. Then Mario and Karavayev. Then you've got Zobnin and Barinovas, form and whoever. And then the three can be Miranchuk, Golovin and Cherishev. Or Miranchuk, Golovin and Makarov. That sounds so much and better. And then Zuba up front. That sounds so that much could, That's a team that can go far. Oh, man. But he wants to play Kudryashov. Yeah. What's wrong with this guy? I'm going to trust him still. Until, like, I'm, gi- I'm giving him this tournament. Like I said, there's a... Like, I have 100% faith in the tactics that he's going he's gonna to put in. And if he doesn't succeed in this tournament... um. If I succeed, I'm going to say if he doesn't get out of the group. Yeah. 
Because because you only then, you need to only finish third. Just beat Finland, get a draw somewhere else. Well, see that's the thing. I actually I, I like I said I actually have a feeling Russia will finish, um, for first or second. You're way like, too optimistic. I, I was, no, I I don't think I am. I think, well maybe I am. Like I said before, I think that we'll actually get a result against the uh, against Belgium. I just hope we don't fuck up the other two. How are Belgium um, doing actually? Because I know they still have Thomas Vermaelen in their squad. Yeah, Bel- Belgian fans were actually going a bit crazy about their squad because they had so many just dead players. I feel like no feel one, like... no one is truly happy ever with international squads because there's every country has Ionov and Zhirkov of their own. <laughs> You'll see it everywhere. Um, like Deschamps calls up Giroud and some other fella all the time, and the French don't like it. And uh, Belgium's last game was an eight-nil victory over Belarus. Are you there? Yeah. Okay. So you did you just speechless at that? Just absolutely speechless. Yeah. They're actually. This is going to be fun. This is going to be fun. What else do we want to discuss is, next? Oh, yeah, go on. This is no. The Euros are going to be super. Like I honestly think that it's gonna be a really really fun tournament. Yeah. Um, it's weird. It doesn't feel like it's nine days away. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. I just can't imagine watching the Euros. I was meant to be going to them. Yeah. But that kind of, that kind of probably pissed me off enough that I just don't think about them anymore. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I'm 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 looking forward to it. We've already made our predictions. I think the next thing we have to talk about is um obviously your your main team. Yes. And this. So, first of all, what we saying about Zidane leaving? Second of all, what we saying about Ancelotti coming in? Right. So there's there's a mad managerial merry-go-round at the moment. Um, Zidane leaving will always make me sad. He could get relegated and leave, and it would make me sad because he's such a great guy. And he even put out a, yeah. a whole letter saying thank you to the fans and sort of calling out Perez and the club and so on. And then Perez decided to you know. He woke up and he felt dangerous. So he hired a good fitness coach. He's getting a director of football in. And then Conte said no to him. Allegri said no to him. Raul said no to him. Pochettino said no to him. Um, and then he called up young Carlo, who was in Birkenhead, who was in Everton. And Carlo just, just bolted it. He, he came running to Madrid, took a 50% pay cut. And I don't know what to think, man. I, re- I really don't know what to think because I'm, ex- I'm, I'm positive because I feel like as great of a manager Zidane was, I feel like we, just for the sake of something different, I want to see how we do with him, with Ancelotti. He's promised yeah. um, attacking football. He's promised that he's sort of going to integrate the squad. Uh, I think one, one thing Zidane... One thing about Zidane that I wasn't always too sure on was his rotation and his ability to... how he dealt with the players out on loan and so on. So I think with Odegaard um, and a couple of others that are coming in, I think it's going to be exciting. Ancelotti did win us the 10th Champions League, right? Mm, I'm not a massive fan of him, but I like, I'm like i willing to give him a chance. I don't have any other choice. It's better than Raul. It's better than Xavi Alonso. Better than all of these Ivica Olic type managers. Um, but yeah, what do, what do you think? 
of Ancelotti. I think that he suits Real much more than he does Everton. When he came into Everton, a lot of people were saying like, oh, this is where Everton turned around and everything. I just thought to myself, Ancelotti is not that kind of manager who's going to turn everything around. He started the season very well, like for 10 games or so. Everyone thought that, oh, Everton are going to win the league. But very quickly then, it changed and they went back to being Everton. Yeah. Um. I really don't know if he deserves to be back at Real. But it'll be interesting to see how he does. I feel like the quality of La Liga managers is dropping, swiftly dropping. Yes, uh, I think Simeone may actually he is the best manager in the league. Um, I think that Simeone might actually look to win the league again next season uh, with these two frauds in place. Um, yeah, Barcelona and now Real. Mm. Um. Okay, fraud's a bit harsh on Ancelotti, but um, I still, I just, I can't see him doing the greatest job next season. I think you look at it. To be fair, the the quality of managers, the the quality of teams below the Real Madrid, Atletico, Barcelona bracket is like increasing. Um, yeah, Mister Europa League can't stop winning Europa Leagues. Sevilla are a proper club, so there, there's there's stuff over there. But and Barcelona are making lots of free agent signings, man. Like they're playing football manager, signed Aguero, Garcia, uh, gonna sign Vinaldo and and Memphis Depay as well. I don't know how they're gonna yeah, fit all of those, but it's a wild one. It's gonna be really interesting to see how they 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 set up. I just can't imagine them doing very well next season either, though. Even with all those, and they're gonna have to sell people, man. Their wage bill is already crazy. So, and we've signed David Alaba as a counter to that. Oh, yeah, he's you know, I don't know what to think of it. It's a signing. So, uh, Wes Houlihan is trending. I'd 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 prefer Wes Houlihan to Gareth Bale. You know, there's a fair few players that I'd you know. Why is Wes Hillen trending? He's a, the greatest player in Irish history. Probably he's retired or something for the third time. No, he's he's he signed a uh, a one year contract. He is the Irish Pogrebniak. Look at no, he's are you stupid? This guy is one of the most technically gifted players. To so, come from so Ireland. Is Pogrebniak, is Pogrebniak not technically gifted? What are you talking about? No, he's absolutely not. No, so, this guy is. So is Pavlyuchenko better better than? No, but but this guy's in the striker, and he's also like five foot one or something. This guy's there's a reason he's called Wessi. I know Wes Hulahan, okay, Norwich legend. Norwich legend. Yeah, exactly. He's a baller. There's no you can't kind of compare him to that plank of wood. Finally, you're calling him a plank of wood. Like I've been trying to do that, and you and you've done. Damn, he is the Pogrebniak of Ireland. He's thirty nine, man. What does that have to do with anything? Because he's he 39. doesn't play like Pogrebniak at all, no, and he, no. he's still used. We don't care. We we do not care. Wessie, Wessie, big Wes. Unbelievable. He made Look three PFA team of the year. Unbelievable. That's mad. That that is mad. Um, what? Who else is? It's been a crazy window. Who else? Okay, Pochettino's apparently going to leave PSG. Uh, Conte left. Pochettino apparently move, uh, 
apparently is leaving PSG and um, people are saying that he may go back to Spurs I don't see it I think Conte's gone to Spurs I think Pochettino this is my show I think Pochettino will end up at Everton okay fair enough and um, I'd love for him to go to Zenit to be honest but I know it's not going to happen but that's my that's my prediction that he's going to go to Everton after a month or two of thinking about what he wants to do yeah. he's going to see the potential with the squad there he's going to see that they have some very very good players that the you know their owners clearly want them to push on into the European spaces it's going to be very similar to what he did with Southampton yeah. how he brought Spurs up uh, I think that he'd succeed if he went there I think in his place at PSG there's only one man for it and it's there's a Dan it's your boy um, and the reason I say that he I think he's going to go there is because we've talked about this already he's he's a master at winning the Champions League yeah. and that's their biggest goal right now that's all they care about so yeah, he, that makes sense the Conte the Spurs thing makes sense the Pochettino to Everton thing makes sense to me that's that's what I see happening yeah honestly like so many it's been such a crazy window in managerial terms Zidane's a Marseille fan so I don't know if that's going to stop him from going to PSG because that's the big beef over there in France um, yeah. I don't think anybody would mind because people love Zidane in France um I guess you could say it's the Algerian Benzema. Um, you could say that. Yeah. Um, but imagine if Zidane, like, here's what I was thinking, right? Pep Guardiola bought her the Champions League. Yeah. And I don't know how Chelsea won it. Because when they drew to Krasnodar, that was their final game of the, of the group stage. You could not convince me that they were going to win the Champions League. And they did it somehow. And Kai Connell scored the winning goal. Fair enough. Um, boy from Hull scoring the winning goal in the Champions League final. That's a pretty rare thing. But I would, if I was City, right, I would honestly consider sacking Pep and hiring Zidane. Because I think Zidane would create an insane team. Because they're going to back him. Perez doesn't back people. And PSG sporting director is super dodgy. Their squad is extremely imbalanced. But just... Zidane would win the Champions League in his first season at, at Man City. What do you think? Wow. Wow. I don't think he would. You don't think so? No, but I think that he has a, I think he has a better chance of winning at PSG. That would, I, I mean, it would be crazy regardless. The, the ability to focus purely on the Champions League. Like, City fans, they'd be happy if they won the Champions League, but he'd still need to compete and do very well in the league. Like, he'd still... They'd still be looking to win the league at the same time. With PSG, it's a lot easier to focus on both competitions. Like, okay, they lost it this season, but I feel like they'd still have the quality to win it and focus on the uh, the Champions League. And I think that that suits Zidane much more than City would. Right. That, that, I think it would make a lot of sense, honestly. PSG, not City. City is just me dreaming. Um, and I would love to see it. Because, and to be fair, the fact that it's France will help him because people, I just said, you know, how, how respected he is in France. Whereas in England, you would have Richard Keyes telling us how he's a fraud. So... And you, you know what should happen then as well? Yeah. 
if Real are going to go for Mbappe, Zidane should bring Benzema back Ooh. to France. Ooh. That would be mad. It would. It would be mad. But I think if um, if Zidane goes to PSG, Mbappe is not going to come. And that's that's not going to be good. It's not going to be good. But where should Domenico Tedesco go, man? There's jobs everywhere. But the poor fella is, is just not being considered. Well, okay, right. If if Tedesco was to take over like one big club, what club do you think he'd do the best at? Um, what constitutes a big club? A big club. Just a big club, man. Like Champions League, like yeah. Uh, I think he would do well at. I don't know. See, I think that he's kind of got the same vibe as Klopp. So yeah. I, I just think in Liverpool. Yeah. But like, if if Klopp ever leaves Liverpool, it's probably because his thing, his his tactics aren't working anymore, or like you know. Yeah. Whatever, but it's that kind of same vibe that I get from Tedesco as I do from Klopp. So, someone like that, uh, an attacking team anyway, I, I, I don't know exactly. What about you? Who do you think? That's a good shout, honestly. I think somebody in Germany probably would... But I think I think he could do well at um, Napoli or Milan or something. Good shouts as well. I think Napoli more so. Yeah. I feel like they've... Like, I feel like Milan is a little bit more, I don't know, like, Milan doesn't give me the same passionate feeling that, you know, yeah. you'd, you'd see from, say, Napoli fans these these days. Maybe he could bring that back, though. Maybe he, he would be the reason for that to be. Honestly, Milan's rebrand is as good as Ruben's rebrand. Because I remember the days when their fans, like, the, sta- the sure. stadium wasn't full. Fans were saying, drop coin to save Milan. And now they've completely gentrified that entire club. Done really well, have a great squad. DJ Khaled is their biggest fan. He's on their page every three days. It's it's nice, man. I like it. I like it. Yeah, but I, I, the gentrification there is, I think, makes it a little bit more dead. Like, I'd, I'd almost rather that. Like, like, they've done really well, but, like, for me, I feel like Ruben have done it much more organically. Mm. And I think that that's where like, I wouldn't even yeah. wouldn't even consider him as the same. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, Napoli hired Spalletti, Zenit legend. Um, but yeah, who do you think is going to win the NBA? What do you think of the playoffs? I don't know. Did you see? Did you see the matchup between uh, the Knicks and, or sorry, not the Knicks, the the Nets and the Bucks? The Knicks. That yes, is going to be Knicks. big. The Knicks have to win tomorrow to save their season. Otherwise, they're out, which would be a shame. Um, yep. And, yeah, like... I think the Nets will it's, win. It's, it's it's an uphill battle. It is. It is that. an uphill battle. I think the Nets will win that, though. What do you think? You think the Nets will win? Yeah. I don't know. It's a, it's a close one. Like, I, I, I hope the Nets win because it would be just more interesting. Like, they've got... A lot of great players in. Obviously, like I love Giannis as well, but I don't know. I feel like it'd be cool to see the Nets like, f- like, p- 
prove that they could do what they said they had to do because when they signed all these players at the start of the season, it was like, okay, no, this is it's like it's it's now or never. You have to win with this team. You yeah. cannot win with this team. So I hope that they they follow through and they do win. Yeah, fair enough. Um, I still hope the Knicks win, but it's very very unlikely. Um, did you see uh, Damian Lillard? pulling off an absolute madness. yeah i did man i actually watched uh watched the clip of course and I, and I watched an entire game of the nba before the champions league final it was um the heat versus somebody i'm gonna pull up who somebody was it was it's the books it was not the oh yeah it was the books and the heat were winning by 10 points in the first quarter and they just bottled it which was really surprising um, but yeah, the NBA is a fun league, man. Fun, fun. It league. is. It is super fun, and I'm looking forward to seeing how how it ends up uh, playing out. The the Suns are uh, are three two up against the Lakers as well, which is pretty surprising. Well, I guess like the Suns have been having a good season, but like the Disneyland. You know, he's still kind of he's still kind of you know expect LeBron to be. You know, at least win in this conference. The Disneyland Lakers. Um, what do you think of Jay Cole becoming a basketball player? And what in his entire spell in Rwanda? Did we discuss this last week? No. We just discussed it. I uh, did. We just discussed it on chat. Because you sent... No. Well... Yeah. My, my opinion hasn't changed since chat. It's that, I think, fair play to him. Yeah. People were laughing at him because he got something like three points, five points, five rebounds, and like two assists or something like that. But like he played forty-five minutes, and I think for a rapper who's playing the professional league, that's not bad. Like, I really don't think it's that bad. Yeah, that's fair. Um, that reminds me of, of Drake. But why won't Drake drop his album, man? Can you tell him to drop his album? I don't know, but I'm looking forward to whatever he drops. Yeah, because he. I had an entire bar on that song with Nicki Minaj where he's talking about I played 48 minutes on a torn meniscus who's subbing drop your album don't give us physiotherapy bars um, but yeah we got anything else to discuss this week I really don't think so I think this is it this is it well um, yeah thanks a lot for tuning in guys uh, we're trying to get guests on always try to get guests on with the Euros, it's probably going to be a bit easier. Um, and yeah, Artem, do you want to do the honours? Anything you'd like to say? Yeah, just the usual, as, as always, lads. If you, if you enjoyed the podcast, Gold Medal Sport Rex, like on uh, YouTube, comment on Twitter or whatever. We actually never did that poll about Kurzakov and Zub, I realised. We should do that this week. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's that's been us for this week, so... Enjoy your week, and we'll see you next time.